Welcome. Happy Friday. Hoptus COVID cherry. Yeah. I both feel bad for him. I see the last one of our crew to get COVID. Yeah. I don't know if Charlie has gotten it yet, but basically everyone else I know has gotten it at some point. Uh, You gonna get it. We're we're rooting for you, man. You pull through. Uh, You will pun again. Fair like, enough. Now I feel bad. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> he's going he's gonna to text us like a couple of days from now and be like, so I've lost functioning part of my brain. <laughs> and I'm going to feel like a huge dickhead. Um, not that I don't normally feel like a huge dickhead, but, but I don't feel especially like a huge dickhead. So, where do we want to even start? Because uh, we're skipping over severance. Do we want to talk? Uh, there's stuff we could. I think we can go over pretty quickly. Like, uh, let's talk about fantasy. Okay. Got so, a hot D versus uh, Lord of the Rings or the Rings of Ambien, where yeah, yeah. Uh, I I wanted to watch it today because uh, I came home from work early, but I just didn't want to fall asleep. <laughs> and, yeah. So, what I had and I love—I won't say I love—but I was a huge fan of the Peter Jackson films, and I didn't—I don't come into this like hating on the franchise. But with all of like eight seasons of Game of Thrones, I've started to see a lot of the flaws, you yeah. know, in terms of what makes. A great fantasy programming interesting and not and there's a lot of things about lord of the rings that i just can't grasp my so, head around so a couple things about that uh i feel like this weirdly goes back to way back to the conversation we had about like comic book movies like you know when marvel especially like those early marvel movies when it's done so well you start to be a lot less forgiving of when it isn't, mm-hmm. and now we're seeing that. Now you're seeing that with fantasy. So with like Lord of the Rings, which I will say, well, two things. It was what I was afraid of because they were the the material they're pulling from is just not as interesting. Uh, people always forget that Tolkien couldn't really write characters, which is what you said off before we started recording that everybody kind of feels like a type. Yeah, and yeah, even even in the the classic books like the lord of the rings books the hobbit accepted it's like that too it's like they're types the elves are a type you know the you know most of the men are a type like all of the different races they're all a type um and yeah like the material they're pulling out from for lord of uh, uh you know rings of power isn't terribly interesting do not read the similarian it, it, it is like reading a textbook uh, which is basically what it is. It's just yeah. a history textbook, except for Middle Earth. Uh, yeah, it's all that being said. Just as a counterpoint, I've been watch- rewatching the Lord of the Rings extended editions, 
everything in the extended editions is just is rings of power it's mm -hmm. almost a hundred percent of it is just people talking and making speeches um. and 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 when you see it it's all from the books but then you remember there's a reason why all of this was cut out of the film yeah like even though it's it's more accurate to the books a lot of it so a lot of those secret scenes in the book is just people talking doesn't make great and filmmaking more and more information i mean you get more about some of the characters particularly uh um pippin and the other one why am i drawing a blank on this the the, the other two hobbits yeah okay. you get a little bit more of them um, in the extended edition, so you get you get more of a feel of them as characters. Everyone else, uh, you also get a lot more, uh, especially in uh, Two Towers and Return of the King. You get a lot more Aragorn and uh, Eowyn, mm. uh, and you also learn some stuff I forgot about Aragorn. Uh, like the fact that he's like 65 years old when you see him in the Lord of the Rings. Like the, and like that his people, the Duodane, like live like re a really, really long time. I mean, so is it like a miscalculation to like not try to be inspired by the books and just like tweak the dialogue to make it more compelling tweak the characters to make it i mean it's one thing to be faithful i mean fucking Zack snyder was faithful to the watchman but it doesn't make great you know tv or movie watching should they have you know tweaked it i mean considering how much of a smash hit the game of thrones series have been you know make spice up the characters you know I think, I think there is make us want to root for or against these characters. Yeah, I think the biggest problem that you have, and I will, because you you mentioned Watchmen. Uh, uh, there's a I it, I think there, it, actually the Zack Snyder Watchmen is 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 an interesting comparison, and I will I will also say because you mentioned how Lord of the Rings is is faithful to it, the book, and is, is that a bad thing? Well, it is because there are things that Tolkien was bad at, like character development, uh, especially if those characters happen to be women. Like, he just had no... Like, Arwen is not a character. Uh, Eowyn isn't really a character in the books. They're, they're in the books, but they're not fleshed out. Like, that whole romance... That is such a big part between Aragorn, Aragorn and Arwen in the movies. All of that is talked about in the books, but none of those scenes that are between the two of them—they're not in the books. Um. Like the those scenes are like described, but it, it, with a lot of things in Tolkien, it's like it's one of the biggest problems with his with the books is that there's a lot of describing the interaction instead of just having the characters interact if that makes sense yeah. where it's yeah. just like you're being told the tale about an interaction instead of being like it's already happened or like like you're viewing it from afar almost 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it like uh, tell? They're telling us but not showing us, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a bunch of stuff that they, especially in the end, like, in the end of, like, Return of the King, apparently there is, it's, it's in the extended edition of Return of the King, but you don't, in the movie, but you don't need it in the movie. Uh, there's a whole thing where, like, the Hobbit, uh, Saruman ends up in, in the Shire. And the hobbits have to deal with them. And that's after Sauron falls and all of that stuff. There's also a whole thing where, like... But that's actually a story. And even that is, like... It's like a story, but it's not really told. It's like, I feel like that's a whole separate size story. That maybe belongs in another book or something. And there's even, like, a thing where it's just like, oh... Now that Gimli and... Uh, Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank on all the characters, the elf. Now that they're friends, like, Gimli takes him off and they go on, like, a trip together and he shows him, like, all the dwarf lands. And mm -hmm. I was like, I feel but that's just, like, a couple of lines in the book. And near the end of the book, it was like, that, that, that's a story that will says something about the progress of their characters, which you don't actually see, really. You just, you're just kind of told they become friends, but mm -hmm. you don't. You don't get moments like you do in the movie where, like, they're competing, killing orcs. Like, yeah. that's... If that isn't... I don't remember it from the books, but I do... If it is, it's like a description. Mm -hmm. Like a one sentence. Oh, they were they were competing about killing orcs. Like, it, it's not worded like that. But, but there, it's... All of the stuff in the books is stuff like that. Where it's like, instead of showing you, like, it's much more fun in the movie that they're keeping score. Yeah. And that's definitely not in the books. That's an embellishment for the movies, but it makes it so much better. That's where so Peter much. Jackson injects yeah. his vision and his, you know, art and his, you know, style to make something compelling. Um, now, there are some moments because I'm only up to the second episode. I, I mean, I've watched the first episodes. First one was very disappointing. Yeah. Second one, more enjoyable. Kind of enjoyed. I mean, fuck these weird names i i enjoyed what i saw the interaction between the elf and the dwarf yeah when that goes, was when great goes to visit the dwarf kingdom that's that was and you get more of that in the later uh like i episode three is actually like it's been getting better it's just it's still a lot of just clodding clodding <laughs> You know, it's just, even it's like, there's, and it, I, it's, it's, it, it is, it's got, it's got to be the Tolkien thing, because, yeah. and them not taking enough, enough liberties, although there are people who are super upset that they're like black elves and shit, uh, it's like, oh, that's a huge liberty, I was like, yeah, yeah whatever, That's no, not an issue. It's that's... not an issue. And and it doesn't matter if if even even the people of color in it if you cast them and they're boring, <laughs> like it won't matter that they yeah. you know it's like ooh they changed the race yeah it's still a boring character <laughs> it doesn't matter like whatever sidebar on that yeah I wish they had taken more liberties like just yeah just with the like make the characters more interesting but it's it's gotten. It's like I said. It's a plod. I really wish they had like 
I, I know they're have they're doing it as like a series, but I wish they had like trimmed the fat a little bit. Yeah, more. yeah. Um, I've on the flip side. I mean, I've been behind because. I mean, I could do other things on my Fridays, like sleep, uh, for real. Um, but Sundays, that's appointment television, and that is for Game of Thrones, where, I mean, for Hot D. Uh, and, yeah, I'm just like, it's. I like the fact that this series is a smaller scale. Yes. You know, so it's like, so I mean, it's like Game of Thrones. There's so many characters were transported in all areas of Westeros and in on uh, the eastern part, Essos or whatever it's called. But here, it's just like just confining the crazy to a family that we know will dissolve in yeah. a few hundred years. And, you know, I mean, I'm a big fan of Matt Smith, you know, from his... Um, Doctor Who days. I like him. I, I, I love him. It's still kind of hard to watch him being so attacked. It, it was, it was, I'm getting over it, but it was like, it was from kind of like watching Tenant in, uh, that, as the Purple Man in, uh, Jessica Jones, where it's just like, you, you have this adjustment period of him being evil. And then you're like, okay, I have to... Well, Tenet was really good at, yeah. as the Primal Man. I mean, I did not have a... I did not need a breaking period to, like, adjust. Tenet is just fucking Tenet. Yeah. He's... I'm not saying Matt Smith is a bad actor, although, although, but although, I feel that there are levels. Also, <laughs> and also, Tenet is I, I, yes, a little above him. Dare Tenet is a better actor. I will also say that after watching Jessica Jones, if you go back and watch... Uh, the tenant doctor. The tenant doctor is is like a little mischievous and dark, as well. Like the doctor him, himself is a little mischievous yeah. and dark. But like tenant and especially uh, Capaldi are like yeah more uh, Capaldi took it to he took it an to extreme. Um, well, that's a, you know it's I think it's you know you. You have whatever whoever the person is, and it starts to lean into what their strengths is. And Capaldi's yeah. good at that. Was good at that. Tangent. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I made the joke. It's just like, well, we've hit that fourth episode, and there's some incest. All right, wouldn't be Game of Thrones. I was hoping we would maybe avoid it. <laughs> well, I mean, technically no incest. You know, I mean, it's like it's, I. I like Matt Damon, where um, I just don't know what his motives are. Yes, he wanted to fuck things up for his brother, but is it because, you know, I mean, there's a side that he loves his brother. There's a side he loves his niece and really wants to stup his niece. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's like, is it because he held back because he kind of respects Rhaenyra or yeah whatever her name is or is because he just can't you well, know that I, I wasn't too sure about so, in terms so of why he held I'm back just, I'm just saying like gener generally speaking it's just like oh, oh okay it's that being said I mean there's a lot of stuff in that episode that's just cringy um yeah but, uh, yeah um when the king is stripping his wife that 
that whole merit. I mean, I understand, like, you know, medieval. I mean, I want to root for her, but damn it. Like, I'm already in my team right now. I've already declared for the blacks, you know, with Rhaenyra. And, you know, and I'm like, I know I'm not supposed to like her, but I feel bad for her. You know, I don't, because I don't know where is it, where does Otto's ambition end and her wanting to be a queen begins? You know, I mean, will she become a Cersei-level character? I don't know, but I mean, as, as... for season one, I kind of feel bad, but I just like I, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to root for her. Yeah, I will say that Damon, uh, even in that scene, like incest aside, I think it's as cringy as that whole sequence is. I think it's it's done well enough that it isn't like you were saying whether he actually wants. I don't know whether he actually wants to strip her. Uh, I think it's in that area he's doing two things. He's He is, number one, trying to, like, awaken that part of her mm-hmm. because then she goes and she yeah. sleeps with her knight, uh, which, by the way, I was shipping way before. As soon as, like, she picks him, I'm like, they're going to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's just gonna happen. That, that jaw is too straight. When, you know. I don't know when that's gonna happen, but like, I was as soon as she, like, picked him as the, the, the leader of the guard, and then when they were off in the woods, I was just like, all right, just setting the watch. When are they gonna fuck? Um. But also in that sequence, I like later when he's like fighting with his brother, it's it's like he might have just been doing that so he could have something. He could. You know, throw in his face. Throw it, both throw in his face, but but I I think he did it so that he could say, hey, the way I you know the solution to this is we marry, and then he gets to be he gets what he wants basically, which is to be king. Yeah. Uh, so I think. Well, more- technically, he doesn't become king because <laughs> she is still. The heir, and unless he changes or yeah, but he still gets Viserys, like in typical the first man. Yeah, in typical Game of Thrones uh, fashion, even if you're not going to be made the king, you are trying to whoever ends up being on the Iron Throne. If you can't scheme to be on the Iron Throne, you scheme to be as close to the person who is on the throne because that means eventually you can be on the throne because you can just continue to see like the closer like proximity to that and basically everyone is trying to that's that's the whole thing in game of thrones it's like throughout all of game of thrones is people scheming to somehow being on that throne and the closer they get the only one who i think isn't scheming is like the the I forget who he is, like the king's, not his right hand, the guy who's con- he's constantly going to and go, tell, be honest with him. Yeah, and he him. doesn't listen to him. I mean, yeah, he should have listened to him the first time, but no, no. He's not a great king. He's no, I mean, king. and I love the fact that, I enjoy the fact that he just makes these dumb mistakes, he, you yes. know. Yeah, um, yeah. Speaking of smarmy and, you know, ambitious, I mean, 
Game of Thrones need its villain. And I know he's not the villain. You know, I don't think there is a villain yet. Um, but Otto, I love to hate that guy, man. Which one is Otto? The the hand. Well, who, who was the hand? Spoiler oh, alert. Yeah, uh, damn. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I fucking hate his face. He's got the. <laughs> I just like my skin shivers just seeing his face and just like the fact that you would pimp your daughter out. Yeah. You know, just to you know secure your house and then doing everything. I mean, I I hate his face. But I just love to hate that character, yeah. you know. And I, and now that he's out, you know, and again, spoiler, now that he's no longer Hand, um, what does that do for him? Is he fully unleashed to wreak more havoc yeah. for Rhaenyra? Um, but yeah, and Viserys, another character that, you know, he's not cruel like the Mad King, Um but he's just a fucking he's idiot. Just, he's kind of dumb. Yeah. Spineless, uh, unwilling to make the right choices just because, you know, he wants to make everyone like him. I mean, that being said, I love both. I mean, I'm biased because I love Matt Smith, but, but like, I love Damon because he's like horrible. But he's like horrible with a purpose, and I love Daenerys. Like I, the two of them, I think are yeah. the two best. Not that everyone else isn't great, but the two of them are, like I, kind of dug her like initially, and then when like her brother is like, I'm gonna marry the whore, and I have the egg, and she like they're they're about to fight each other, and she just shows up on the yeah dragon. boss level. I was just like, love her. That, that as soon as she gets off the dragon, it's like. Yeah, yeah, and just like her, like sharp remarks, you know, especially towards her father, was like, "Oh, why are you asking me? You've never listened to anything I've said over the last year." Um, yeah, I mean, I just love her. I mean, I've been hearing a lot, and I see it where it's like she's like an amalgamation of like um, Danny and yeah, sure. um, and sense. what's her name, um, Stark, uh, the young one. Yeah. Um, the stabby one, Arya, Arya. and yeah. it's just like, <laughs> um, it, it, I love that, you know, <clears throat> where it's like she's, you know, she's not into titles, she just wants her fucking freedom, you yeah. know, uh, and not to be told what to do just because of her gender, you know. I also appreciate that, like, she's. Like, it's it's so, like, she's obviously smarter than her dad is. Uh, and she's, like, she, like, I know that, you know, they're, it's shade to Danny because how could there not be? But it's just, she has a, a swagger that he doesn't. Yeah. Like, Damon has a, sw- I mean, it's kind and of more fingers. swagger, but, but, what? And more fingers. Yeah. Uh, I also, you got that, a first, like, great, you know, gory battle scene when he fights the the Crab King or whatever it is. I was not expecting the Crab King to go, I thought he was going to stick around. Me too, me too. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, he's just a body that uh, propels Damon. Um, which 
I love the episode because it's just like, uh, I don't know if he's like a dumber or smarter version of Jon Snow at the Battle of the Bastards because, I mean, they're like very similar paths, you know, dodging or mostly dodging arrows, just like going head first, you know, in bad situations. Uh, but when you're like the little brother, it's like, I'm, it's, I'm either going to get this on my own or I'm going to fucking die. So, There's no so, in between. I'm not going to fucking also, get any help from my big brother. Like, as, as, it, it also, so the way they did it, like, they're just, I mean, if we're going to compare, like, how they're done, the way some of the stuff in the show is, because there's, like, all, all this gore and the nudity and all that, what I think is even more interesting is when they choose, like, even, I would say, because uh, they learned some things, I think, from Game of Thrones, uh, of, and I don't remember whether they did this in Game of Thrones, because I always felt like Game of Thrones was just, they were just, this is like, oh, if we're going to have nudity, we're going to, like, the fucking and everything, it's all going to be, and the gore, it's all going to be up front. I think it's really interesting, especially to you know that battle, and the bat and the the most recent episodes. What what and when they choose not to show stuff. So you see the whole battle. You don't see him fight the crab king. You just see him coming out covered in blood, and from the credit to Matt Smith and you know all of the way that shot, it looks like. That fight was hell, but it actually, like, makes it almost better that you don't see the fight. You see him coming from the aftermath and carrying the top quarter of the Crab King, but he seems different when he comes out of that fight. I don't know if I'm reading too much into that, but, like, character-wise, it seems like he is a little bit different when he comes out of that battle than when well, he goes in. Well, that is the, from what I understand of the character based on the TV show, the first real thing that he earned. Yeah. On his own. I mean, it, I mean, it took the fear of accepting help from his brother to accomplish that. But it was like, fuck this shit. You know, as a second son, I'm not going to get any respect. I got to do this on my own somehow. And I think, you know, it emboldened him. You yeah. know, uh, to like be, I mean, granted, he's always been uh, free to like insult other people in council like Otto. But, you know, he's starting to he finally understood that his brother doesn't belong on doesn't belong on the throne. He does. And, you know, fuck that shit. I'm going to do what I can short of treason or like backstabbing my brother to make sure that he positions himself in the best possible way to rule um yeah i mean it's kind of like a baptism you know of like victory and earning something for the first time you know yeah he did change you know and quite a I bit also, but like i said it's interesting that like you don't see the actual fight between them at first i thought that this can this was i mean could there be like a secret dealing where there's like he killed some other guy who wasn't the crab king just to, that's what i thought it's like why not show this you know but I guess apparently he did kill him. Yeah. It could be that something else happened in there too, and that's yeah. why he has a he has a strange look on his face when he comes out. Uh, 
that being said, when Damon takes Renaris into the brothel and it's like nudity and fucking everywhere, but then we have you know as cringy as that scene is, the scene between her and the sex scene between her and the knight is actually the contrast of that is very interesting. Like the little like the taking off all of the armor yeah. of him, the them sitting together and untying their boots. Like there's a lot of just from like a you know making a shot and also like you don't necessarily you don't really see her nude really like I thought all of that is just like there's like a del- it's a very deliberate contrast between the scene in the brothel and the scene well there was like an them. the commenter from the director who was who is a woman where she made it a point to do this from a woman's perspective, you know, and hence not requiring the lead actor, uh, lead actress to like be naked, but just to emphasize that one, women are horny as well. They have needs and they can see sex. You know, it's not just having sex being done to them for the pleasure of another guy. They can see, they have agency in all of this, you know, and just to see her step up you know, have, you know, the dragon awaken, you know, to claim uh, the the night that she's always wanted for a long time. It was a good, you know, departure. So, so what I, what I, I didn't, I'm sure I saw it, but I don't think I internalized that it was a female, oh, woman director. Now that makes total sense because the power dynamics in that are, com- are completely yeah. reversed. Uh, and yeah, that's that's what I was saying. It's just like it's as a con- I think they learned some stuff and some criticisms from Game of Thrones to like there are thing there are definitely things I've noticed that especially stuff like that where it's like they're approaching certain things differently. Yeah, in a um, good way. I'm, good I'm glad. Way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And I, I, I it's only been four episodes, but I'm. In- I mean, it's. I mean, I've heard a lot of stories about people online just being wary of more game of thrones i'm i'm like listen game of thrones is a great tv show what did that what finally did the show in was just the dnd's ambition and wanting to like cut the show short um just so like this they can move on to other projects you know it's not the show itself it's the showrunners you know who screwed things up and during that the last two seasons you know and i'm glad that you know what the the same the majority of the crew that was part of the original series are now carrying over the talent and the quality of it i i will say so game of thrones is one of the exceptions to my general rule that like Five seasons is generally enough. Uh, Game of Thrones is one of the exceptions to that. I will also say, because you haven't watched it, uh, Westworld was a really good idea that they ended th- this fourth season. Oh, it's over? This season? It's done. Yeah, it's done. Okay, uh, don't season. ruin it because I, I'm definitely going to like... I enjoyed the previous season. I thought it was okay. Th- three? Season yeah, three? Yeah, I, not that it was great, but... I didn't hate it. You know, it was it solid. Could, uh, season four made me start watching season one again. Mm-hmm. Without spoiling any, any, any details, I will say that there's parallels in a lot of things they do in season four 
to season one, and it's one of those things where it's just like, I'm glad they ended it where because of where season three ended, mm-hmm. where they pick up from season four and the way they end this season, it's just like, like I said, I won't spoil any, but I will say it's just like, yeah, they didn't need to do another season. This is okay. Good. Like okay. they, I won't even say they like. I won't say anything else. I will just say that it. I really liked. Okay. Season four. Like, good. All right. They incorporated all the stuff from. The previous seasons, even the stuff that, like, from season two, some of the stuff, like, from season two that you're a little bit like, I don't understand what's happening right now. It's all integrated into the final, this final season in such a way that, like, even the stuff that seemed like it was a mess, they, in my opinion, they cleaned it up. Okay. They cleaned up a lot of the stuff that seemed a little bit all over the place in the other, in the second and third season. Okay. Um, oh, that's promising. And Tess Thompson is fucking great okay, in good. it. Uh, they're all that the whole main cast are fantastic, particularly in this season. Okay, Ed, I mean Ed Harris was always amazing. Like he's just generally speaking. I mean, amazing. I mean <laughs> HBO does. I mean, in addition to quality TV shows, but they make sure that they get the right people on yeah. board and are able to like hold their own. Kit Harrington and Sophie Turner aside, yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> uh, they they normally do a good job getting right people to um, unlock and you know expose these characters. Uh, but yeah, Game of Thrones. I, I mean, I can't wait for it on Sundays. You know, I love the formula. I mean, at first I thought that the Netflix formula of like binging everything all at once is great, but just like having just thinking, just having episodes stew and like yeah, yeah, project, yeah. oh, what's going to happen next week. I, I like that. You know, this is a great formula to have, you know. So, I mean, I just hope that, you know, some, more, more, more programmings do as that. As someone who did not watch Game of Thrones as it was airing until very late, I think I don't need, wow, I don't think I watched it as it was airing until the final. Season. Oh, I see. Because I came to it, I, I, I came to it like, I think it was like the sixth season, and uh, for one reason. Or another, I think so. Me too. I think yeah. so. Me as well. Uh, yeah. I, for one reason or another, I didn't. I wasn't like around when it was. Like I wasn't home or whatever. I didn't have a. I don't remember why, but I remember that I wasn't watching it as it was airing. Mm-hmm. So I watched a couple of the episodes as they aired, and then I basically binged it. And then like I think I watched the last season okay. as it was airing. Uh, it does change things. Like I think I I wa- I liked the first season of Westworld way more. Uh, partially because I'm a little bit more partial to sci-fi than I am to fantasy. Mm-hmm. But that definitely changed, especially something like Westworld where you're just like, fine, I gotta respond to this. Yeah, because I've never been like you. I've been more into science fiction than anything else. Um, but Game of Thrones was the thing that got me hooked on fantasy and made me realize that, you know what, fantasy can be done right, yeah. you know, with the right characters, you know, that I can get along with. I also, it, it, 
yeah, fantasy is all about characters, and one of the things I think why I lean more towards sci-fi and horror, by an extension, more than fantasy, is sci-fi and horror tend to lean, at least the really good sci-fi and horror, are allegorical mm-hmm. a lot of times. Fantasy is just fantasy a lot of times. Like, there isn't really... There's nothing... It's such a separate... You know, it, it's literally a different world with different rules, but in a lot of fantasy, they never really... That's the other thing that I think is a problem, you know, with Lord of the Rings and a lot of fantasy, is it never... And Game of Thrones is also, I think, the exception to this is, to a certain extent, is there's nothing in there that makes you think about anything aside from the world that's happening. Like, there's, there's no real... I don't know, like... I'm, there, of course, is fantasy that has allegory in it, but, but, like, you know, there's nothing in there that is just, like, makes you think about anything that is outside of yeah. what is happening on the screen. Like, Game of Thrones, like, I'll, yes, but, but I think it's strong enough that there's, I mean, because of, also because of the popularity of the show, there's a lot of stuff that, like, just in, you know, not in text of the show itself, but outside of the show, like we were talking about, like the roles of women and stuff like that, that like you start to, because it was so popular, there are things that are discussed outside of the world that it exists in. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm gonna keep watching Rings of Power. I mean, I will too. I mean, Uh, it's like, I mean, I'm, I, I'm intrigued about the world, but I have just—it's—I it, just—it's painfully obvious that you know there's old school high fantasy, which is what Rings on Power and Tolkien represent, and the new school fantasy that yeah. George R. R. Martin is bringing in, where sure. there's an emphasis on the humanity of the characters, good or bad. You know that makes me wanna know more, and you know it's like. It's like I appreciate Tolkien because there's no way Tolkien, there's no way George R. R. Martin exists as a writer if there wasn't sure, any yeah, Tolkien. Um, so I'm definitely gonna watch the OG uh, series. Uh, but yeah, it's like it's 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 clear that in my at, in, at least in our circles, Game of Thrones or yeah. Hot D is just uh, like in the lead. Very quickly, on the Matt Smith uh, tiff. I will watch things that he is in that you have no need to watch. It was free on Netflix. I did watch Morbius. You don't need to watch it. It's not terrible, but there's no reason. You don't need to watch it. It's not terrible. <sighs> That's all I'll say about it. It's not terrible. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. It's like you make the same mistakes when you when you meet ladies and I have to smack you and punch you. The same thing with bad movies. I have to smack you and punch you. Why do you put yourself in these terrible fucking situations? Those are, it's, there's an opportunity cost. You could have done something more productive with those two hours. No, 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 I was doing stuff. I was doing productive stuff. See, that's, here is how I watch movies. And I, I think I've mentioned this before. Uh, 
because I found that it's actually uh, I kind of have to do this which is why I'll watch something like more and I don't watch it all at once is like I have like a weight training regimen it's half hour mm-hmm. uh, either I will watch something that I've watched a million times or I'll put on something that I know I'm not gonna like Morbius or whatever that I'm not gonna get involved in because I've actually had the experience of watching stuff that is that I know is gonna be better, and I was like, I, I can't, I can't do those two things at the same time. No. Uh, I have made the mistake, and I keep forgetting this. It was like I can't watch comedy uh, when I'm doing because if I sit, you know. If I start laughing, I, I, I've, I, I've never dropped the weights, but I've had, one or two, I've had one or two scares. Because when you laugh, you know, you go, ah, like that. And, like, if I'm, like, pushing up, like, a certain, past a certain weight, I'm like, oh, man. I, I How animated is a body when you laugh that you can't keep the weights set? It's not, it's, when you're laughing, you will, you, you can't maintain the form. Is, is what I've noticed. Uh, yeah, I may, I forget what I was watching. I think I was watching, like... I was trying to watch either Reservation Dogs, which is great. The new season is great, uh, by the way. Okay. Um, it is the one, like, exception to watch, watching virtually only fantasy, horror, and sci-fi that I make. Because uh, I love that show. Um and I made the mistake of also trying to watch the most recent season of What We Do in the Shadows, and I was just like, I can't do this and do something uh, and try and do something else, especially because like the the jokes in that and some of the comedy stuff is so either goes by so fast, like you have to focus. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, briefly, like I said, you don't need to see Morbius. Matt Smith. Well, that's obvious. Matt Smith is pretty good. In it. Pretty well, great. Matt it's Smith like, is a good actor. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so is Jared. Le- I mean, the the issue of the, the movie wasn't the cast or the acting. It's just yeah. the writing. And, it's just there. Yeah. It's not. And it's Sony. Yeah. Sony making something that it really has no business making. It, the thing is, it's it's a weird. It's one of those weird cases where I watched it and I was like, it wasn't bad. It, it it wasn't like a good movie, but it wasn't like it wasn't like I didn't feel horrible. Okay. Like I wasted. I didn't necessarily feel like I wasted my time after I watched it. Mm-hmm. I more felt like this was fine. I don't know why it, it didn't need to exist, but like, I mean, I know why it needed to exist. But, but it's not a terrible movie. No, it's not. Okay. It's, it's yeah. It's just, it's just you. You just, it's a one of a lot of those like comic the comic book movies or whatever movies that you watch and you get to the end of it and you just go, okay, <laughs> like. Okay. You don't feel like, yeah, I don't feel like I wasted the hour and 48. It's not even two hours. It's like an hour and 48. It's like, I don't feel like I necessarily wasted that time, but I also, you know, I didn't need to see it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, So, yes, that is Morbius. Yeah, let's go move on to something that, I was, I mean, I was excited for, but now, like, like I'm creaming my pants for right now. Okay. Three, season three promo or trailer for The Mandalorian. Did oh, yeah, you get to see that? Yeah. 
Well, I was going to say, I did all the D23 stuff. I mean, that's the only shit that mattered to me, you know. Um, Secret Invasion looked, looked like it might be interesting. Like. I mean, it's very different than what I expected. Because I was like, how are we going to do Secret Invasion on a small screen based on what I know of the comic book? Yeah. And I'm glad that it's toned down. Because that the, the book series was just sure. Marvel could have never pulled that off in the MCU. There's, but there's a lot of stuff that they like, and I hate. It. And Secret Invasion was the series that kind of like got me to leave Marvel. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was starting to get sick and tired of the whole event thing going on, and I was like, I was just too tired, you know. But I, mean, I like I, re I read all the way through. Uh, and a lot of that stuff, what he didn't write it, and and like ninety percent of the stuff he didn't write is not good. Mm -hmm. uh, although, and I read like all of it and unnecessarily. And it was a little. It was. It's like War of the Realms encompasses like the entire Marvel universe, and it's just like this is a Thor centric. I understand because it's a Thor, because yeah. Thor. If you're gonna involve Thor, you kind of have to involve everybody else, just because any of his any of his villains. It's gonna, by default, if they start attacking Earth, like, it's gonna involve everyone else. <laughs> He's just too powerful a character. Yeah. Uh, but I like the fact that they're getting. It's very like, down to earth, like an espionage thriller that involves shifting aliens. Yeah. And I kind of like that. You know, it's like. You know, it's nothing too, too big, yeah. you know, and I like the fact that it's not like a bunch of soups involved. It's Nick Fury and human agents taking them down. And, you know, I'm intrigued by it. I'm not hating on it. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. That was intriguing. Mandalorian season three. Just oh, super excited about that. gosh. I, um... I got super duper excited. Are you thinking that they're making Bo-Katan as a villain? I am going to put villain in quotations. I don't know if she's going to end up being like a villain villain. I think it's going to be more complicated than that. Just because her story is more complicated than that. Uh, I will also say I got super duper excited when I saw that they were doing like more animated Star Wars and then I was like, oh, yeah, the... I was like, oh it's going to be shorts. Tales I mean, it's Jedi. it's fine. I mean, seeing a younger Count Dooku yes. with a Qui-Gon, a, a Padawan Qui-Gon Jinn or whatever, that's interesting. And more, you know, um, not Ahsoka. Ahsoka, that's See, also great. So when I first saw that preview, I got super excited because I thought it was going to be an animated Ahsoka uh, series. And then I was like, oh, it's a series of shorts. And it's, and it's and it's the other Jedi. And then I was like, I, I, I went from like super duper excited to substantially less excited. That being said. But are they going to do more Jedi? Because I got the impression it's like from the vantage point of those two characters. Sure. Dooku and Ahsoka. Are they going to do more Jedi? In, in, the Jedi are going to be involved. That's okay. Um, that being said, just more animated Star Wars is fine. I'm, I keep checking back to see 
because I keep forgetting when Bad Batch Season 2 is going to come. Because I'm like, Bad Batch... <laughs> Bad Batch was like the unexpected, like... like I love shit like that. I love shit like that. You know, I didn't know... I did not want it, but... Yeah. A, they did a good job that made me want to yeah. get more of Bad Batch. And I just love the ca- Once again, more characters. You know, yeah. great characters. That's all what makes great TV and storytelling. And that's what kept me away from Star Wars yeah. for for a long time. I mean, and, Andor's, you know, Andor, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then the rest of that stuff, like, the rest of the stuff, I, look. I don't think it's going to be good. Thunderbolts. But, but I'm... No. No. I, just because... Eh, I, don't, I don't know what they're going to do with that. There's just... They're really... So, there's just... With the stuff they're pulling, it's just like... I understand why you're doing these characters, but... That, especially like the way they're doing... However they're doing that, I'm like... This is gonna be a stretch, and it's. Not, I don't think it's gonna work. Um, that being said, uh, what was the other thing that? Oh, I know it's not gonna be good. I'm probably gonna watch it anyway. The Willow series. I didn't care. I mean, I saw that they announced something involving Willow. It's not gonna I care. Saw the, I saw the the pre the preview actually got me a little bit more. I don't even remember Willow. It's a fun movie. To be honest. It's a fun movie, and they got, like, you know, Val Kilmer accepted because they, they couldn't get Val Kilmer. Number one, because he'd be too difficult to deal with. And number number one, yeah, number one, he'd be too difficult to deal with. Number two, he's probably not healthy enough mm. to actually play that character anymore. But they got, like, half of the other. They got, you know, God bless him, Warwick Davis is st- still fucking... Warwick Davis is still playing Willow, which is kind of... Oh, okay. Is, yeah. Is, is a kick. Uh, the woman who played, uh, like, the woman warrior in the original Willow, who was gorgeous when she was young, played Matt Murdock's mom, the nun, in season three. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. She's really young in the movie Willow, and she's, like, she's like a fox, like a super fox. Um... But she's also just a great actress. Yeah. Um, as proved by Daredevil season three, uh, she's coming back to play that character again. Oh wow! Uh, okay. The two comedians, Kevin Pollak and like who play the 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 brownies, the little people, they're coming back to play the brownies again. And then they have like a young cast. It looks. I don't know what it's gonna. You know, the movie is uneven but fun. Uh. So I think, you know, I don't know how you extend that into a show, but I saw the preview and I was like, I'm not, I won't say I'm excited, but I'm like... I'm they need excited. content. They need yeah. content, you know, to justify these subscriptions. And however, you know, racist trolls are upset about it, I'm not... I'm just like, can Disney, just stop. Stop making live-action remakes of your animated films. Just stop. Just, just stop. None of them have been good. None of them have been good. Like, well, I was forced to watch the Lion King. Lion King it was, was okay. It was okay. Yeah. Uh, referring to Little Mermaid and uh, what's the other Pinocchio? Pinocchio's 
I haven't watched Pinocchio. Pinocchio is a little bit different, in my opinion, but just because there's a. So I am less excited about the Disney Pinocchio than I am about the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio. <laughs> Wait, he's doing a Pinocchio? There's, he's also doing a version Okay, of that, then I'm interested <laughs> in that one. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh. So it's, it's like you have these two very different versions. Uh, I might watch Pinocchio. I'm still debating whether I'm going to watch Pinocchio. I think it works better when they're... When Which they're, one? Both. Uh, I think it works better when they're not doing human characters. Okay. Uh, which is why Lion King worked a little bit better. It still had huge problems, but I think whenever they do a live-action remake with... And also, there's just certain... Even when they do, like, animals, like, there's just... I don't know... It's like, the fish thing, I don't know how they're going to do that. Like, it just seems... It just seems like a... I don't know, and and that being said, like Little Mermaid isn't it has great songs, but it's yeah. not. Uh, Ursula is a great villain, but other than that, it's not a great story or movie. And they're and they're gonna update it, so whatever, they're gonna update it in all kinds of whatever ways, because it is a Disney pr- princess story, and that's a, those are a little bit questionable. Um, but yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, D23 was pretty meh, aside from the whole, you know, Mandalorian reveal. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, and Endor, you know, more of the grittier side of Star, Star Wars, Wars, I'm for, Star I'm fine for. Uh, uh, the Patty Jenkins Star Wars movie, whatever that was, just got, got removed from the, the thing. I'm glad for that. I'm glad for that. I mean... I'm not a fan of Jenkins, but she's going to take credit for what Favreau and Filoni are doing with this with the franchise. More power to her, as long as she does not get in the way. Find a way to keep pump, pumping money to their ideas. Don't mind that, but, you know, uh, she's not right for Star Wars. It depends on what she was supposed to be doing. Who knows? Um, so on the Disney TIFF, uh, She-Hulk, um, not a good show. I've been enjoying it. It's, it's getting more enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but I am as, as you can expect, I am terrified for the next episode. I've seen the primo, the promo, the, I haven't seen it, but based on the, I accidentally watched the promo. Yeah. He's going to be all over the next episode. And I'm really, I'm really worried. And apparently there's, what, time? You want me to stop? Okay. Okay. So. We have grabbed beers, apparently. I am enjoying, well, I wouldn't say, I'm tolerating uh, She-Hulk. The last episode I thought was fun. I thought it was fun. So my thing, I have. Definitely classified like She-Hulk as one of those things where it's like it's not a good show. I think it helps that so far they haven't tried to connect it. Really, it's kind of existing independent of everything yeah. else. Uh, the CG is still awful, uh, and I apologize 
for what I'm about to say to you, uh, because I found that once I tell, I told Dan this, once you know it, you won't be able to unsee it. Uh, there is a person, an actual woman, who plays the body. Oh, <laughs> I can hear that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when she head-butted the mic. Uh, the cat just head-butted the mic. Um, yep, 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 yep. Bye, girl. Uh, so because there's actually a, like, physical person who is the body. I thought it was just going to be, like, Tatiana being regular, hot, regular person. And then they just, like, CG everything. So so they actually have, like, a giantess. They have a large woman (laughs) who plays her body. And then they digitally put her head on it. And... I need Once to see you how watch it, you see that like her head does not the movements of her head do not match the rest of her body. And that's because there's an actual person making those body movements and the head is completely CG. Like it's yeah, it's and once you see it you're like, "Oh, oh, that's really bad." Yeah. Okay. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um like I said, it's it's not a good show, but I've been enjoying it the way I enjoy bad things. Uh, it's not terrible. Not, you know. It has funny moments. There's definitely funny parts of it. Uh, there's, like I said, there's there's two or three. I, I love the main cast. I just wish they had better stuff to, like, I love the person who plays her friend. I love Tatiana Maslany, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I love seeing... Prometheus <laughs> from from Arrow. Uh, I you know just because I dug. I actually thought he was a great villain mm-hmm. when he played Prometheus on Arrow uh, in a crappy later season of Arrow. Granted, but he was a good part of a largely crappy season of Arrow. Um, I love you know Jamala Jamelo. I think that's her name. I believe so. Uh, I'm biased. I'm biased because I just love her on the good place. Um, which by the way, the, the, I think I mentioned this, the woman who plays death on the Sandman was on the good place. was on the good place. Oh, okay. Um, All right. I've rewatched, by the way, I've rewatched that episode at least two or three times. Uh, Oh, did you watch the, the 11th episode? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, forget, I meant to text you, side, Rory. Side. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, also, piece of shit character. I love the way. So there was a lot of discussion about how they changed that from the comic, um, mainly in the way that, like, that you know, a lot of the stuff is more suggested, uh, and also because you know, female director on that, yeah. similar thing. Yeah, I just, I love. Uh, the animation in Dream of a Thousand Cats was odd, but I love that. I love that story. Yeah. I also love that. Did you did you see who was in the voice cast of that? I don't think I paid attention. It's it's uh, a bunch of people who were on the show, on um, the Sandman, and then a bunch of people who were in Good Omens. Really? It's, it's David, Georgia Tennant, and Michael and uh, and Michael Sheen. 
Oh, uh, fuck. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and someone else who was also like the voice of like the main cat. Okay. Uh, you know, I forget who it was. But yeah, it's it's all people from like other stuff, other stuff based on like Neil Gaiman. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, David Tennant and, and Georgia Tennant. And yeah. Um, so that was a cool little thing that he just got. Wait. Was his wife? Yes. The one who played the doctor's daughter? The doctor's daughter. Oh, they're still married. Okay, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. As far as I know. Okay. As, as of the third season of... <laughs> yeah, um, but they've been together for a while by yeah. Hollywood standards, yeah. you know. Um, as of the third season of, what is it, uh, whatever that the show that they did for YouTube, not YouTube, uh, for BBC, where they, not unscripted, it's something like that. The show that... With Michael Sheen and... Michael okay, Sheen okay, and, all right. Uh... I mean, unless they were pretended to st- pretending to still be married for that show, uh, they were still married um, for that show. Um, but the reason why I wanted to drink uh, was because I heard that uh, Charlie Cox mentioned that the upcoming Disney Daredevil is, although he is portraying it. It's a different dare, Daredevil. It is I not yes. within the I Netflix mean, world. It's not a. It's not a season four. No, it's I mean, now, a I knew season that. one. I, knew that I was disappointed. I know they. I mean that would. The Netflix show is very different in tone. Yeah. I get that, and Disney can't do that. Um, but I mean, I'm concerned. I'm I am terrified for the for that for the next for <sighs> next Wednesday's uh, episode of She-Hulk. Yeah, I, think I mean, I saw the end credits, and it's like, no, don't tell me Daredevil. I mean, not that I have an issue with the character making the suits, but it's like it's yeah. now it's just more fun and more comedy. More, it's like I will. I will say that there. I've been spoiled know, by I Netflix. Know, I know we, yes, I know we've both been spoiled by Netflix. I know also that my favorite uh, versions of Daredevil are not the swashbuckling Daredevil from the early Daredevil comics, and some of the later, some of the later uh, Daredevil comics. I think one of the reasons why they could never do that version of Daredevil again in the comics is he had just—he's been through. Even the Netflix Daredevil, if they're going to completely change him, has been through a lot of shit. But the comic book Daredevil, like, they could never go back to, like, the swashbuckling, like, fun Daredevil from, like, their 60s, early 70s. Because Matt Murdock has just been through too much miserable shit uh, for him to do that. Even a really late version of Daredevil that I think Mark Wade was writing where he is like cheerful and happy again the whole undercurrent of that series when he's being cheerful and happy again is literally everyone in his life going dude because it's after like Shadowland and a couple other things it was like dude this just happened to you what are you okay like because people are so used to him not being happy being like being basically Marvel's Batman 
that like when he's not Marvel's Batman, everyone around him is like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> like, Does that like, take away from the character? I mean, granted, he's not going to be Batman, but he, like Peter Parker, he's he goes through shit. He's yeah. not only is he emotionally tested, but he is physically tested as a character, and I don't think Disney will allow that to happen. Uh, I'm like I said, that's why I'm really excited and really terrified for for Born Again because that's a rough story, you know. And Disney does not do rough. Uh, so we'll see what like yeah. I mean, I know, I, like I said, I know this. It's I'm yeah, I'm terrified. Uh, I love Charlie Cox as that character. Um, I love this Vincent, you know, D'Onofrio as the kingpin, but they made him into a joke at that last episode yeah. of Hawkeye, so uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's this might be this might be the next year might be the year that I that I finally I mean Wakanda Forever accepted. I might hop over to DC because <laughs> currently, look, the stuff that DC is like. Peacemaker is was way better than all of the shows yeah, that Marvel yeah, put out yeah. this past year. Uh, Harley Quinn is has been great, you know. Uh, and you know, despite the shift over, it see all info says that Doom Patrol is gonna get at least one more season. Which, by the way, fucking get on Doom. Patrol. Same thing. <laughs> I, I I mean I told you I started watching it. Yeah, it's you. you I. I'm trying to. I'm trying. The episodes are are a little bit of a slog. It gets. Um, it gets crazier and it gets, in my opinion, it gets more fun. Uh, that being said, even in the early episodes, I love Brandon Fraser on that show. Yeah, I mean, I I don't mind his character. It's just, I mean, once I'll I'll have to see more of it to formulate another opinion. It's just like right now, just like I'm not yet chomping at the bit to get more. Yeah, Doom Patrol. I will say that one of the things that the problems with the first season because I find Umbrella Academy more entertaining like the first two episodes than yeah, Doom Patrol I will, I will definitely give you that I will say that um, Doom Patrol that especially that first season my biggest criticism of Doom Patrol is that it get it takes there's a lot of them trying to figure out what happened to Timothy Dalton's character uh, that you don't get as much of the characters. You get way more into the characters themselves uh, later. Uh, And also, like, where it starts to go, like, some of the stuff that's kind of batshit crazy is where you they get into the story of where uh what's his name larry trainer um the guy who has like the energy being in him i forget his character's name the guy who looks like the invisible man yeah uh when they get into the place that he was held the like bureau of normalcy the other shit that is in the bureau of normalcy that they're keeping there is crazy 
when they start to when they go into uh, Crazy Jane's head, and you actually like see like the world that is in her brain and all the like when you see her alters like manifested, it's all her. But mm-hmm. in her head, they're they're actually literally different people. And it's, yeah, the the more they get into the characters, characters, the more okay. And it gets funnier and cra- crazier, you know, as it goes on. So it's worth sticking with. That's what I was saying. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, also Dan made an interesting point that I didn't even think about. Uh, there's all these things like She-Hulk is all, and then even with like the frizzy hair, they try and pretend like Tatiana Maslany is not also hot as shit. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the whole point. Yeah, the yeah. alter ego has to be frumpy yeah, yeah, to yeah. Legi- legitimize her being She-Hulk 24-7. I mean, we, or to convince her that, hey, this is a better form than she is. But trust me, we all know she is like, fucking hot. I, I, think, I think it's a... De- Gorgeous woman. Yeah. You, Dan, and me are all biased because we all watched Orphan Black. So, <laughs> we like, we know... Uh, maybe people are who did not watch Orphan Black are not as familiar with her. And if you uh, haven't, you must yeah, watch on Orphan that, Black. On that. Uh, I, She's just superb. I never, I never finished it just because. <gasps> yeah, what? The last season, it just went. It, I know. It went a little bit too far for me. I was just like, "There's too many clones now, and they're not all her." I could. It was like when they were all her, I could kind of deal with it. But when it went to like, now there's boy clones and other clones. There's like, there's like an entire family. Of cl- I was like, okay, uh, I'll finish it. It's uh, yeah, I never actually finished it. Just because I, I couldn't, I couldn't. I, I, I'll, I'll get back to it at some point. But yeah. Uh Spoiler alert! Happy ending. Sure. You know, for the show, happy ending. I, I, I felt. I, it was, I was, it was sat- very satisfying. You know, so. Um, but yeah, going back to Daredevil, it's um yeah, I mean I was hoping that they would treat characters differently. You know, depending on depending on the character, they'll have a unique spin for the either movie or the TV show. And that hasn't been the case. Like I've I heard issues with like um Werewolf by Night. Don't care about that. You know, it's like it it's li- everything is listed out as a comedy, and I don't know why it has to be a comedy. It doesn't. I get it. You want to have something oh, that's family. Yeah, yeah. Because that's not how they're promoting it. Like, um. Yeah, it's. So and, I don't know what it's gonna take. Uh, no, I know what it's gonna take. It's gonna take. And look, the next movie that they're putting out is not going to be it. It's going to be something in Phase 5. Uh, and because we all know that Wakanda Forever is not going to be this movie, which means it's they need... Like, Marvel needs a super flop. They need, like, a flop flop. Like, something that just shit... The, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but they need a movie that... A solo? They, yes. Yes, they need a solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need a movie that completely shits the bed because it's the only way that you're going to convince the people like Kevin Feige and, you know, Disney that the formula 
doesn't isn't working anymore. <clears throat> and so far, and like I said, Wakanda Forever is not going to be this movie because, like, it's Black Panther, it's Ryan Coogler, it's going to be the one movie that isn't necessarily in that formula. You know, as much as uh, Black Panther was kind of a Marvel movie, it was its own thing. Yeah. Like, more than, I would say, more than any of the other Marvel movies, it was its own independent thing. Like, it was a Marvel movie, but so much of that, it was very distinctly a Ryan Coogler film. It was very distinctly, like, we're making this, this is an, like, an event. Like, we're, we're, like, it was just different. You know, and it was independent of the Marvel formula, where it's like everything else, good or bad, we're all in that formula to a certain extent, uh, and they just refuse to deviate from it because uh, they're still making a shit ton of money. Like you know, so. I mean, they got a lot of criticism for Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah. Um, and I mean, as you said, but you it was know, still too successful a movie. Yeah. Uh, for them to want to break the formula. Uh, so on a completely different topic, just because I feel like we have to briefly discuss this, because uh, it was hilarious uh, and interesting on many levels, uh, 3,000 Years of Longing. Let's, let's briefly talk uh, about that movie. Because it's, it's... False advertising. I, I disagree. I, 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 I was expecting, you know, quirky, interesting, but weirder. I will, I will give you that. I was expecting. I didn't expect sad. You know, I mean, I expecting sad white woman romance because that's what you got. (laughs) Quirky, fun, humorous romance. None of that. Yeah. Very uncomfortable, um, gorgeous-looking film. Yeah, you know it's amazing, um, and the acting was great. But I just, I think it swung and it missed. I mean, it tried to be something different, or but it just like fell short of whatever so whatever expectations I, what I Miller think, wanted for the I film. I think the biggest problem is. We were, we were discussing this when we got out of the theater, is it's one of those examples of, like, a film that you could overlook some of, like, the problematic or whatever parts. If any element of the film leaned enough into, like, if it leaned into the quirky weirdness more than it did, mm-hmm. you could maybe, like, if it was just, like, more if it was actually like batshit crazy like something because like i i knew going in that it was going to be kind of a romance but you know more of the just batshit crazy randomness that gets thrown into the mad max films like not that level of action but you know how like there's just random crap in 
I mean, if you watch like Mad Max Fury Road, as much as that's like great action, all of that, there's just moments of just random weirdness in that movie. Like when they pass the like field of like the, the dead thing mm-hmm. and there's the crows and there's just these random people on like foot and hand stilts in like Okay, clothes. yeah. And they're just walking around in that environment and you don't really get an explanation of why they're there or there's just constructions of like the people and the world in that is they're just random weirdness in the Mad Max films. There's even like a tiny bit of as strange as there's a little bit of random weirdness in like the Happy Feet movies. Like like some of the like the penguins that are Latino for some reason. Like <laughs> and then not that that's like unusual or anything, but it's just like it's it's just a choice that is like I don't know why. Maybe because they're from South America. I don't know. I don't remember actually from the movie if they're the penguins that are live on the edge of South America. Okay. That might be why they're supposed to be Latino. But like, it was just like one of those. There was, like I said, there, there was enough potential for random weirdness in this movie that there just wasn't. And one of the things, as far as like the romance and all that, they leaned way too heavily on the. Was there romance? I didn't, but I didn't get that impression. See, that's the thing. I it's like, it's like one of those weird situations where, I mean, she's very much self-satisfying. I mean, she doesn't need anything, but she just wants like little chocolate company in her life every now and then. Not romantic, but just like. Something different, something so, so, in between. So, so, no, the implication of the movie, and it does not succeed in this, is that uh, she is self sufficient, but she isn't really because she's never, even though she was married, she's never yeah. really known love and especially passionate love, which is like what they're getting. And for that, I think they were leaning way too hard on the two stars and way, way, way too hard on Idris to basically carry the entirety of that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, we cast Idris Elba. Sexy part done. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and God bless him. He's shirtless through 85% of the movie. Uh, which is what I told my my sister and my mom. They're like, ah, that's that's fine. That's enough for me to see the movie. And I was just like, you say that, and then you see see the movie, and you're like, you what you learn is that a shirtless Idris Elba through eighty five percent of your movie is not enough sexy to carry, to carry a storyline. You're not the demographic for a, a Idris's a chess, I guess. I, I'm not. But, I, 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 I mean... I, I told my mom, because I told her, I was like, I'm going to see this movie. I'll tell you whether it's worth seeing. And I, went, I, went, I, I came back and I went, it is absolutely worth you seeing. Because she is the target audience of that movie. <laughs> and mom, no one else. My mom is an 80-year-old white woman. no like, one is, else. target... Um, well, so... I don't know if you noticed this, but there was cle- there was clearly a single woman who was sitting to the left. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, yeah. 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 And c- 
clearly the only reason she was in that theater was because I mean, we're watching She-Hulk for Tatiana Maslany. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, but it, as you said, you know, it's, I mean, he did not do a great job carrying it well, but no. he didn't have much to work with, and you look, know, I, and. I love her too. Oh, I, yeah, great. But I guess she did a good job yeah. with her role. You know, the the distant woman who is a little... She's good at that. She's um, good at that. It's, it's, that's, that's her shtick, you know. It's her bread and butter. Like, like, yeah. Um, but I... Th- just like, there was no passionate chemistry between yeah, these two. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's... It, it went... It was... It felt long. Yeah. Uh, a, for me. It and a beautiful, like, shot movie. But not exciting. I was ex- there's, there's I was expecting excitement, which is what I saw from the trailers. I did not get that. I I was expecting a little more excitement. I think I yeah. I just think it it didn't. And it's funny because like all of the, basically all the reviews except for the people, uh, there were like one or two reviews, and even some of the reviews that kind of weren't as harping on this acknowledged it were just like. The people who hated it, hated it for the very specific reason of, like, you just can't ex- ex- escape. In fact, the movie, one of the biggest problems with the movie is the movie almost won't let you escape the racial dynamics of yeah, the film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I mean, I, I we both mentioned that we try to give this film the benefit of the doubt and ignore all of that just we, to we see really, the intention yeah, of the yeah, film. We really, and we couldn't we really escape. Couldn't. That. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's you either have to be like a white woman or a white person of a certain age, or just the white any white person who's like can watch something like that and be blissfully ignorant of it. Or you have to, like, and if you're not, you have to actively try really hard to not notice the, and the, and there's literally, like, dialogue, pieces of dialogue where it's like the movie won't let you ignore mm. those things. I can't even remember what the dialogue was, but I do remember at least two or three, to, like, interactions of dialogue where I just, I, I think both of us were like, ooh. Uh, I wanted to not have to think about this, but the dialogue you've written will not let me ignore uh, yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, like quite not, the I'm interesting not, film. I'm man. not watching Last Dragon right now. Like, <laughs> like, they say a bunch of fucked up shit in that movie, but like you could because it's like the last of the black black exploitation movies, you could kind of. Get over like, it yeah. because you're like, I'm watching Barry Gordy's. Like, literally, the head of Motown is in the title uh, of this movie. Like, I know what I'm watching. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's... Um, yeah, it's not terrible. No. But I definitely would not recommend anyone watching this. Unless you are of a woman of a certain it... type. Yeah, look, you know. man, if you are a white woman from, like, age 35 <laughs> to, like, 85, you are going to love the shit out of this movie. Oh, man. Um, Anyone else? You'll yeah, feel yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah or, I, I wasn't or, expecting or, it, but, yeah, or, you will. Or, or, or a sub... 
or maybe a subset of like dude who for whatever reason can like ignore all the problems with this movie <laughs> yeah it's it was weird i will say though i'm very glad we went to see it at nighthawk for no other reason than, than that weird pre-movie intro with all the in, with all the clips of interview interviews it just almost, yeah it was almost like they were trying to sell you <laughs> it's like look <laughs> we know this is why you're yeah. here <laughs> like, especially the I'm snl like, skit with uh uh in the impossible hulk that was that kind of like got me in the mode of yeah, like yeah, yeah. expecting, preparing for, yeah. for what this movie was I, about I, to bring. Credit to Nighthawk and whoever the head of programming. Elio would know this, but like the head of programming at Nighthawk for con- constructing that little clip yeah. thing before the movie. And to all the people who actually like, one of the things I love about Nighthawk is is even if you're going to see a terrible movie, there will be like hilarious montages of like earlier versions of whatever type of movie you're watching a lot of times if you're going to see like a novel movie it'll be earlier renditions of that character mm-hmm. which are pretty great so yeah uh if you cannot avoid seeing this movie i would highly recommend seeing it and i i would prefer that you avoid it yeah, you yeah, know so you know it's uh yeah it's I mean, Jamie's not one you'd listen to, but, you know, he's down for wasting time, but totally, don't waste your dude, time. I am totally... Don't waste I, your time. I'm totally down... You could to do see, so much better. To see a terrible... Full laundry. To, to see a to- terrible movie, and this wasn't a terrible movie. Change your tires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I'm totally down to see a terrible movie if I enjoy it. I have seen terrible movies. Yeah, we know that. We, oh, we know that. I love some... God awful movies as we have discussed. Gosh, you've got problems, man. <laughs> you've got problems. I, case in point, I rewatched Pacific Rim uh, sequel. That is understandable. That is understandable. Giant that, robots. And that movie is just so terrible. It's I rewatched so so Kong vs. Godzilla. I still enjoy that. That's also a bad movie. That, but, it's a wrestling movie with giant monsters, with kaiju. So that, that, I don't being, mind. That being said... Uh, I fast-forwarded. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I uh, that being said, uh, Kong, Godzilla vs. Kong is a better movie than Pacific Rim Uprising. True. Uh if for no other reason than Kong vs. Godzilla knows exactly what it is. Like, what, as, as just breath to, I, I come back to, I mean, we discussed this movie before, but like, the New York Times, uh, whoever was the critic who reviewed that movie said something that was like, it turns stupidity into its own sort of ingenuity. And I was just like, I was just like, yes, that's perfect. That's a perfect description of the movie. Where it's just like, it's like, it's breathtakingly dumb, but they're at no point in that movie are they not going, this is a dumbass movie, right? Watch this. We're going to put a giant mechanical Godzilla and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tag team wrestle fight WrestleMania fight between Kaiju. It was like that's great, right? It's super dumb, but you're enjoying it, right? I'm like, yes, I am. I'm totally fucking enjoying it. 
Um, yeah. Whereas like Pacific Rim Uprising, there was it was like it's giant robots, and, just, and at no point I'm like this isn't even fun anymore. I don't know why. <laughs> I think I was just I wa- I watched it when I was having a rough time. <laughs> I love Kong because it was a rough year and we needed shit like that. We needed shit like that, man. Uh, Yeah, a few thousand years of longing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you want to, you know, suffer, you know, go watch it. Go watch it. Oh, we didn't. We didn't. I I don't think we discussed this on the podcast either that I remember. Uh, We have not discussed Prey on the podcast. We discussed this amongst, amongst ourselves. Uh, oh yeah yeah um (laughs) speaking of like (laughs) short movies that actually do work you know um yeah it's just like hey it's i didn't hate the director's previous movies 12 cloverfield lane pretty solid film you know it was enjoyable um definitely better in my opinion than the original um and yeah, just like a tight story to the point and with fucking awesome action sequences. The best action sequences I've seen in any Predator film yeah. in, in a long time. Since the first, since the original Schwarzenegger one. And yeah, and it's just amazing. There was a character that you could get behind. Um, a Predator that doesn't look weird. Yeah. You know, um, where they built up the fact that you know let's try to like you know channel a little bit of the horror i mean it's not gonna be scary but you know don't just go full on action because the last predator film was fucking stupid it was so dumb you know and this makes sense you know early predator spoiler alert um these predators because it's like hundreds of years in the past you know is the tech isn't as advanced and i i appreciated that you know and and i heard an interview that where uh trackenberg is a huge fan of god of war and channeled a lot of the things from god of war the shield her her axe that she's able to call back it's like yeah yeah i I respect that so it's weird What's funny about this movie is there's so many, considering the previous Predator movies, like, it's almost like it's like a like a small period character piece that happens to have the Predator in it. Like, there's so many things in this movie that were like, are stuff that, it's a Predator movie, you didn't have to do any of these things. Like, the fact that there's like weird, like, cool choices like they had like a an actual like one of the producers and the advisors on the film was like american indian and she did a bunch of stuff like there's so there's two ways you can watch the film on hulu you can watch it where all native characters speak english mm-hmm. and it was a very interesting choice to make the french hunters speak french with no subtitles. With so, no subtitles, which was an answer. You can also watch the movie entirely dubbed in... Oh, I forget the tribe. But you can watch it entirely yeah. dubbed in that language. Uh, it's shot almost entirely... Uh, actually, no. It's shot entirely with natural light, which is another... Really? One. Yeah. I just... Oh, okay. Yeah, which is another one of those things, which is like... You didn't... 
it might have been a budget thing, but it worked out. It yeah. it, it actually the atmosphere, like the you know the, the scenes in the dark, it, like everything else is dark except for the people's faces, which yeah. are lit by like the flames. And yeah, it's yeah, and the the action sequences are great. Uh, I was a, already a big fan of Amber Mid Thunder from Legion because uh, I loved Legion. Uh, and then she showed up on Reservation Dogs, uh, recent episode of Reservation Dogs, and she plays a hysterical. She plays like they they bring in these two. Actually, I think they're both in Prey. They they ended up on Reservation because there's only so many American I mean, Point actors. Taken, yeah. So, but they bring them in and they play like as like you know, uh, I forget what they call it. It's like. Uh, Indian reclamation workshop or something they bring in to like get the kids in the reservation to get more in touch with their roots but it turns like it's like he's just like an actor who lives in like LA and then <laughs> like you find out that like she's just like she's just making a like she's native but like there's just that they do all these things and then like you turn she's just like an Instagram influencer it's okay. yeah it's um. it's this it's one of the things I love about that show is there's both like authentic, like Sterling Harjo was very particular in the way that he said that like there's a way that like he could pay tribute to the culture that he's from and also make fun of it that like that and in a way that like you only someone who was part of that community could make fun of this in the way that they do and the way and it's also because it's so specific it makes like a lot of times when, when writers talk about this kind of thing and, and it comes back to like representation is like if you are authentic enough it actually just ends up being that every more people want to watch it because the themes end up being universal no matter what yeah. like Reservation Dogs it's, it's American Indians but anyone who's ever lived in a shit small town or lived in a get like and even though it's not an inner city like you like like if you grew up in a quote unquote ghetto like you will there's stuff that's recognizable in there. no matter what race you are like economic like shitty economic circumstances are shitty economic yeah. circumstances living in a shit town even if it's like a reservation which has its like own history and all that behind it like that stuff ends up being universal because you're just like, yeah, it's shitty small town problems are like, are just a human thing. Yeah. Like it's, it's still very particular. Some of the things are very particular to like American Indian culture and it being a reservation, but it's just like, yeah, I think I was, I ended things at episode three. So I needed to get back on that show. It's, um, so it was originally like marketed as a comedy. There's a, they're funny moments. If there's definitely every time like the the, the like spiritual the spirit guy <laughs> yeah. shows up, it's like he's gonna say some hilarious shit. Because he I think if I remember correctly, he's actually part of Sterling Harjo's like crew. Like yeah. they were like part of a sketch troupe. Uh but otherwise like there's just stuff in there that's just like super serious. And like this season they actually like uh they were girl who plays um oh my god she uh 
she's named after the character from Willow, which is another like <laughs> hilarious thing. Uh, Lorna, something like that. She got to like write and like co-direct one of the episodes. Oh, okay. This, this season, which is again like a, just a really cool thing, where it's just like, like hey, you know, you, you cast these people and you have like you know native people behind and in front of the camera. And then if you're cast, like, they show an interest in, like, writing stuff, you work with them. Like, it's almost like he's fostering, like, there's all these young actors, like, there's this whole young cast who are in it, who, for the most part, except for her, I actually, she was on this show called The Order on Netflix with, like, werewolves and magicians. Um, oh, I think I heard about that one. Yeah, uh, she played one of the werewolves. Uh, but, and, but you also have, like, West Studi playing like the town drunk, which is like he's been around like a native actor forever. You know who West Studi is. You would know him. I I think I've seen it. Yeah. Last of Mohegans, he played the villain in Last of Mohegans. He's been around forever, and then there's just periodically they have like these older, like American Indian uh, actors who've been around for years. But the fact that like you have him in and he's not playing like the old wise man or anything like that, he's playing basically the town fuck up. Like I just like. Just all everything about that is just like yeah, it's a great show. I love that show. Uh, but pray, pray. Great film s- took it took me by surprise. Yeah, and kind of wish that it kind of like you know was on a big screen. You know, yeah. You know, the, I, now the CG wasn't the best. No, uh, but it had a small budget. But they did what they can. Yeah. with what they were given, and they've so, done the smashing so, job. So, that's that's the thing. It's just like it's almost like like the counterpoint to like someone like Marvel, was like they have all the money, like Disney, they have all the money in the world, and they're still doing like city shitty CG, but just like not great CG and prey, but like it makes you get more creative when you have those limits. Yeah. Like I don't know if they shot all in natural light because they couldn't afford the lighting, but it make it makes it more interesting. Also made me go back and watch the original two and Predators. Predators was the only other one that I watched. That was fun. The one with Agent Brody, right? Yeah, Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, Predator, the original is great. Uh, If it bleeds, we can kill it. There are, especially the shit in the beginning of the movie that comes out of Jesse Ventura's mouth. There are (laughs) there. lines in that movie that I had forgotten about that you watch them in a modern context and you're like oh my god this is terrible I mean it's still like great uh Predator 2 with Danny Glover is the same thing they're they're just stuff like the Jamaican gang- gangsters and that and, and just problematic but the, the you last, know the, 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 the gangsters in general in that movie are super problematic uh like, uh, what's his name? Bill Paxton is also a problematic <laughs> character. But that being said, that is not the first time that Bill Paxton has played that. Like he played, he's basically playing a the same character he played in Aliens, but he's a cop <laughs> to a certain extent. Huge range. Yeah, but he's look he it he's great at that. I will also say. Sidebar, he's great in Simple Plan as well, uh, which was, um, I think it was a Coleman Company movie, I don't remember. Uh, he's great in that too. He was, yeah, you know, rest in peace, Bill Paxton. But yeah, the Predator and Predator 2, yeah. uh, hugely entertaining movies. 
Yes. And also, Prey. super short. I, I did not realize how short. Really? Like, Predator 2 is really, is like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, it's a super Why push short it? movie. Yeah. Why push it? Why push it? Um, yeah, go watch it. Fun, hour and a half-ish, you know, yeah. great ride, great ride. Not going to be disappointed. Yeah. Oh, man. Great movie. Um, I'm trying to think. There's probably other stuff, but like, you know, when Rich is here, we can just. Yeah, we definitely need to talk Severance. I definitely want to rewatch it just to like, uh, just keep everything fresh, you know, because that show is just magnifico. I might have to somehow, when the second season comes out, like temporarily play pay for Apple TV because I'm not gonna have it. I don't have it now. I was only able to watch it because I was staying someplace. Mm -hmm. I was like cat sitting for someone who had Apple TV, so I I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to binge this. Uh, I was yeah. like, "There's, this is definitely right up your alley." It's yeah. like, "Oh no, it's not my cup of tea. It's great." No, right. no, no. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say that. I, I just that it was Apple TV and like I, you know, I haven't watched anything on on Apple TV. Uh, all the things that I've been hearing even before you guys started talking about it, I, I got, you know, I was just like, okay. If I get the chance, I wa- and I got the chance, and I was like, yeah, I watched that first episode, and I was just like, yep, yep, okay, yep, 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 yep. Um, and, yeah, I just, I love the cast. Yeah. Uh, I think the, I'm not going to say anything, but the psychiatrist, gorgeous, and she was in Altered Carbon, that the first Carbon season. And, um, yeah. She's a, a Whedonverse refugee. A what? Uh, Whedonverse? Whedonverse refugee. Uh, what do you mean by that? She goes all the way. She goes back to. Dykin Lykman goes back to. Uh, oh, God, what was the show? That. Oh, I have a dish cube. It was a Dollhouse. She goes all the way back to Dollhouse. Oh, I didn't yeah, finish yeah, the yeah, entire yeah. series. Um. Yeah, we, we want it, great cast. Okay. <laughs> but we should wait for Rich. I'm sure, because every time we record it, stuff, I, I always am like, uh, something else I forgot that we should talk about. But uh, Way to catch COVID, Rich. Gosh. It's, eh, it was his turn. <laughs> uh, that being said, I, will, I have said this before, I will say it again. Um, as far as Marvel is concerned, I mean, I have Marvel Unlimited. I've been going back and reading all the older stuff uh i generally fight you know i generally follow writers more than i follow like characters or anything that mm-hmm. being said x-men is the x-men stuff is still firing on all cylinders as far as i'm more than anything else currently in marvel comics like like all the other stuff you know even like the the, the way they're trying to reach like for representation and everything I mean, one of the issues with that is I think that, like, you know, I was thinking about this today when is, you know, you try and, uh, you know, you're trying to give representation and, like, new writers and everything a chance. And then one of the things I was thinking about today, especially in, like, TV shows or anything or, like, comic books or anything, is it's a great idea but you forget that if you have like new writers who don't have a lot of experience or whatever is if you put them on a high profile book or a high profile movie 
they don't get to be shitty for a while. Mm-hmm. And if you're a new writer, unless you're supremely talented, you're going to be shitty for a little while. And the problem is that if you're, you know, the, because you have to overcome like decades or in some cases centuries in whatever media you're talking about of like, you know, white people and particularly white men writing and creating everything, you have to, there's so many years you have to make up for. But one of the things that happens is sometimes you just, you know, you get people who are just like, oh, you, not everybody was just like, you might be shitty for a little while. And the problem is, everyone is just going to be like, well, that means they can't do stuff. And I was like, no, it, you didn't let they have to be you have to be patient you have to make up for the decades that these people weren't represented like you have to more comedians like you have to let people toil in obscurity (laughs) it's like i only say that because there's like a handful of like new people on new books and marvel where i'm just like you're gonna be a really good writer in five years I'll come back to you in five years. Hopefully, no one puts you on a big, huge book. Uh, and unfortunately, because it's Marvel, like you know, whatever book, if it's a, you know, it'll be canceled and whatever. It's just like, just keep working. I'm sure you're gonna be great in five years, but you're not there yet. <laughs> and so much of the new, like the, you know, Marvel has this thing where they have like new writers, and a lot of it is like very representation based and the problem is like some of the stuff that was just like like I said I have that feeling it's like gotta be great not yet (laughs) I hope you get to do seven more books just not with us because after you do those seven more books you're gonna be a fantastic writer (laughs) because I can you know just as you know I know because even like people who are great now you read some of their early shit and you're just like even even people were as good as like Brian K. Vaughan and was like some of his yeah. early stuff is like wasn't it? He even he had to get, and he's sup- he was supremely talented really early on, and also he came to comic books after writing in TV for like years, mm-hmm. and, you know. So it's like, yeah, you just like, God, I hope they Marvel. I hope your program is you just keep employing those people, because they're gonna they'll get good. But you just have to. Be patient. Just don't don't fire them just because <laughs> like the last three books they were on got canceled because they weren't popular enough. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah. yeah, the X books are great. That's that's all I'm gonna say. About. I mean that's expected. That's expected. Yeah. Well, Rich. Feel better, dude. Get if you well. Listen to this. We will. We will. Next time we will discuss severance. We must. Uh Ciao.